0: okay good morning everyone and welcome to our course in miracles daily reading conference call we read from the text of a course in miracles original edition published by our very dear friends of the course in miracles society you can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net or you mouse the link at top for online edition you'll see the link to read a c-i-m-o-e Also, on that website, there's a tab called Lesson Sign-Up, where you can sign up to receive a daily excellent email that includes both the text reading that we share, as well as the lesson for the day. My name is Lori Cameron. This calls Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. And today we're continuing our reading in the manual for teachers with How Should the Teacher of God Spend His Day? That would be question number 16. We're also mindful of our lesson today, lesson 353. My eyes, my tongue, my hands, my feet. My eyes, my hands, my tongue, my feet. I can't read my own writing. (laughs) Are here to serve one purpose. To give to Christ, to use to bless the world with miracles, to serve one purpose. And by way of opening this morning, of course, I didn't have to go very far uh, to recognize an echo of these words in Helen's poem uh, from her book, The Gifts of God. The poem is called Christ's Need. He needs my voice. He needs my hands and feet. He needs my eyes to look upon and bless our tired brothers, weary of the world, and yet believing it is all there is. How can they learn except he teach through me? How can he give them hope but through my voice? How can I hear his voice except through them? My eyes, my tongue, my hands, my feet are here to serve one purpose: give to Christ. To use to bless the miracles with love. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you, Larry. Great poem from our dear sister Helen yeah i was happy to share it this morning i was checking over my facebook feed like i always do in the morning because lana is so generous and posts so many good little thoughts and there it was right there in her post how she was reminded of that poem so i'm grateful to lana too this morning and i'm going to uh defer at this point because brother lemoyne is here And let me just say, so far the reading list is Jessica, Fran, Jennifer, Harrison, and Karen. And we're joined in listening this morning by Ida and Sandra and Judy. And good morning, Lamoine. Hi. I can read today, too. Great, thanks, Rob Marie. Oh, if that was Mindy, we couldn't make you out, dear. Hi, yes, it is Mindy, and I can read. Okay, you're a little bit, a little bit distant and muffled, huh? Um, new phone couldn't be doing that <laughs> call for a miracle here is that better uh, okay, then I'll way, pass yeah. the meeting. it it was that better? okay yes, mhm yes, okay, I think so, okay, a little echoey, but better mhm, that that'll shift uh, Now I'm sorry, I couldn't make that out. <laughs> Is it just my line you guys or
1: No, no, no. it's not.
0: No. Okay, well that should shift and if it doesn't, um let me know and I'll pass. Okay. That's better. That's better, yeah.
1: Okay. Okay, uh Lemoyne, I'm gonna
0: defer to you okay. here at this point. Um
1: all right, well I uh I caught most of that. Um let's see. Could you give me the reading list again?
0: Uh, yeah, I had Jessica, Fran, Jennifer, Harrison, Karen, Robin, Marie, and Mindy. Okay. And Ida, Thank Sandra, you. and Judy are listening.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of. It for me. Okay, and that appears, uh... Hmm. see that. Well, I guess then it's, uh... On to the reading. And can I put you on the reading list, Laurie?
0: (laughs) Oh, you bet. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. All right. Um, So then to manual section 16. How should the teacher of God spend his day To the advanced teacher of God, this question is meaningless. There is no program for the lessons in the curriculum change each day. Yet he is sure of but one thing, they do not change at random. Seeing this and understanding it is true, he rests content. He will be told all that his role should be in this day and every day. And those who share that role with him will find him so they can learn the lessons for the day together. Not one is absent whom he needs. Not one is sent without a learning goal already set and one which can be met that very day. For the advanced teacher of God, then, this question is superfluous. It has been asked and answered, and he keeps in constant contact with the answer. He is set, and he sees the road on which he walks stretch surely and smoothly before him. And Lori,
0: 16, how should the teacher of God spend his day? To the advanced teacher of God, this question is meaningless. There is no program for the lessons in the curriculum change each day. Yet he is sure of but one thing. They do not change at random. Seeing this and understanding it is true, he rests content. He will be told all that his role should be this day and every day, and those who share that role with him will find him, so they can learn the lessons for the day together. No one is absent whom he needs. Not one is sent without a learning goal already set, and one which can be met that very day. For the advanced teacher of God, then, this question is superfluous. It has been asked and answered, and he keeps in constant contact with the answer. He is set and sees the road on which he walks stretch surely and smoothly before him. But what about those who have not reached his certainty? They are not yet ready for such a lack of structuring on their own part. What must they do to learn to give the day to God? Well, there are some general rules which do apply, although each one must use them as best he can in his own way routines as such are dangerous because they easily become gods in their own right threatening the very goals for which they were set up broadly speaking then it can be said that it is well to start the day right it is always possible to begin again should the day begin with error yet there are obvious advantages in terms of saving time if
1: the need for this can be avoided thank you lori and jessica
0: okay i'm going to back up one sentence he is set and sees the road on which he walks stretched surely and smoothly before him that's the advanced teacher of god two but what about those who have not reached his certainty they are not yet ready for such lack of structuring in their on their own part What must they do to learn to give the day to God? There are some general rules which do apply, although each one must use them as best he can in his own way. Routines as such are dangerous because they easily become gods in their own right, threatening the very goals for which they were set up. Broadly speaking, then, it can be said that it is well to start the day right. It is always possible to begin again, should the day begin with error. Yet there are obvious advantages in terms of saving time if the need for this can be avoided. <clears throat> at the beginning, it is wise to think in terms of time. This is by no means the ultimate, ultimate criterion, but at the outset, it is probably the simplest to observe. The saving of time is an essential early emphasis, which, although it remains important throughout the learning process, becomes less and less emphasized. At the outset, we can safely say that time devoted to starting the day right does indeed save time. How much time should be so spent This must depend on the teacher of God himself. He cannot claim that title until he has gone through the workbook, since we are learning within the framework of our course. After completion of the more structured practice periods which the workbook contains, individual need becomes the chief consideration.
1: Okay. Uh, Thank you, Jessica. And Fran?
0: Three. At the beginning, it is wise to think in terms of time. This is by no means the ultimate criterion, but at the outset, it is probably the simplest to observe. The saving of time is an essential early emphasis which, although it remains important throughout the learning process, becomes less and less emphasized. At the outset, we can safely say that time devoted to starting the day right does indeed save time. How much time should be so spent? This depends on this teacher of God himself. He cannot claim that title until he has gone through the workbook, since we are learning within the framework of our course. After completion of the more structured practice periods which the workbook contains, individual need becomes the chief consideration. Four. This course is always practical. It may be that the teacher of God is not in a situation which fosters quiet thought as he awakes. If this is so, let him but remember that he chooses to spend time with God as soon as possible, and let him do so. Duration is not the major concern. One can easily sit still an hour with closed eyes and accomplish nothing. One can as easily give God only an instant. And in that instant, join with him completely. Perhaps the one generalization that can be made is this. As soon as possible, after waking, take your quiet time, continuing a minute or two after you begin to find it difficult. You may find that the difficulty will diminish and drop away. If not, that is the time to stop.
1: Thank you, Fran. And Jennifer. For
0: this course is always practical. It may be that the teacher of God is not in a situation which fosters quiet thought as he awakes. If this is so, let him But remember that he chooses to spend time with God as soon as possible. But remember that he chooses to spend time with God (laughs) as soon as possible and let him do so. Duration is not the major concern. One can easily sit still an hour with closed eyes and accomplish nothing. One can easily give God only an instant and in that instant, join with Him completely. Perhaps the one generalization that can be made is this. As soon as possible, after waking, take your quiet time. Continue in a minute or two after you begin to find it That find it difficult, you you may find that the difficulty will will diminish and drop away. If not, that is the time to stop. Five, the same procedures should be followed at night. Perhaps your quiet time should be fairly early in the morning uh, if it is not feasible for you to take it just before going to sleep. It is not wise to lie down for it. It is better to sit up in whatever position you prefer. After you've gone through the workbook, you must have come to some conclusions in this respect. If possible, however, just before going to sleep is a desirable time. It is a desirable time to devote to God. It sets your mind into a pattern of rest and orients you away from fear. If it is expedient to spend this pattern of rest, spend this time earlier. At least be sure that you do not forget a brief period, not more than a moment will do, in which you close your eyes and think of God's path.
1: Thank you, Jennifer. And Harrison.
2: The same procedures should be followed at night. Perhaps your quiet time should be fairly early in the evening. If it is not feasible for you to take it just before going to sleep, It is not wise to lie down for it. It is better to sit up in whatever position you prefer. Having gone to the workbook, you must have come to some conclusions in this respect. If possible, however, just before going to sleep, is a desirable time to devote to God. It sets your mind into a pattern of rest and orients you away from fear. If it is expedient to spend this time earlier, at least be sure that you do not forget a brief period not more than a moment will do in which you close your eyes and think of God. Six, there is one thought in particular that should be remembered throughout today. It is a thought of pure joy Thought of peace, a thought of limitless release. Limitless because all things are free within it. You think you made a place of safety for yourself, you think you made a power that can save you from all the truthful things you see and dreams. It is not so. Your safety lies not there. What you give up is merely the illusion of protecting illusion. And it is this you fear, and only this. How foolish to be so afraid of nothing, nothing at all. Your defenses will not work, but you are not in danger. You have no need of them. But that is this, and they will disappear and only then will you accept your little attachment.
1: Thank you, Harrison. And Karen.
0: There is one thought in particular that should be remembered throughout the day. It is the thought of pure joy a thought of peace, a thought of limitless release, limitless because all three things are freed within it. You think you made a place of safety for yourself. You think you made a power that can save you from all the fearful things you see in dreams. It is not so, your safety lies not there. What you give up is merely the illusion of protecting illusions and it is this you fear and only this how foolish to be afraid of nothing nothing at all your defenses will not work but you are not in danger you have no need of them recognize this and they will disappear and only then will you accept your real protection seven How simply and how easily does the day slip by for the teacher of God who has accepted his protection? All that he did before in the name of safety no longer interests him, for he is safe and knows it to be so. He has a guide who will not fail. He need make no distinctions among the problems he perceives, for he to whom He will turn with all of them, recognizes no order of difficulty in resolving them. He is as safe in the present as he was before illusions were accepted into his mind. And he will be when he has let them go. There is no difference in his state at different times and different places because they are all one to God. This is his safety and he has no need for more than this.
1: Thank you, Karen. And Robin Marie.
0: How simply and how easily does the day slip by For the teacher of God, who has accepted his protection, all that he did before in the name of safety no longer interests him. For he is safe and knows to be so. He has a guide who will not fail. He need make no distinction among the problems he perceives. For he to whom he turns with all of them Recognizes no order of difficulty in resolving them. He is as safe in the present as he was before illusions were accepted into his mind, and as he will be when he has let them go. There is no difference in his state at different times and different places, because they are all one to God. This is his safety. And he has no need for more than this. Eight, yet there will be temptations along the way. The teacher of God has yet to travel. And he has need of reminding himself throughout the day of his protection. How can he do this particularly during the time when his mind is occupied with external things? He can but try. And his success depends on on his conviction that he will succeed. He must be sure success is not of him, but will be given him at any time, in any place and circumstance he calls for it. There are times his certainty will waver, and the instant this occurs, he will return to earlier attempts to place reliance on himself alone. Forget not this is magic and that magic is a sorry substitute for true assistance. It is not good enough for God's teacher because it is not good enough. Oh, sorry. It is not good enough for God's teacher because it is not enough for God's son.
1: Thank you, Robin Murray and Mindy. Are you on mute, Mindy?
3: I'm sorry. I, th- I was on mute. I apologize. Okay.
0: Number eight. And before I do that statement, it says that God is our safety and our protection. Yet there will be temptations along the way the teacher of God has yet to travel, and he has need of reminding himself throughout the day of his protection. How can he do this, particularly during the time when his mind is occupied with external things? He can but try, and his success depends on his conviction that he will succeed. He must be sure success is not of him, but will be given him at any time, in any place and circumstance he calls for it. There are times his certainty will waver, and the instant this occurs, he will return to earlier attempts to place reliance on himself alone. Forget not this is magic, and that magic is a sorry substitute for true assistance. It is not good enough for God's teacher because it is not enough for God's son. Nine, excuse me. The avoidance of magic is the avoidance of temptation. For all temptation is nothing more than the attempt to substitute another will for God's. These attempts may indeed seem frightening, yet they're merely pathetic. (laughs) They can have no effect neither good nor bad, neither rewarding nor demanding sacrifice, healing nor destructive, quieting nor fearful. When all magic is recognized as merely nothing, the teacher of God has reached the most advanced state. All intermediate lessons will but lead to this and bring this goal nearer to recognition. For magics of any kind in all its forms simply does nothing. Its powerlessness is the reason it can be so easily escaped. What has no effects can hardly terrify.
1: Uh, Thank you, Mindy. And is there a new reader for nine and 10?
3: I can do it, Litmoyne.
1: All right, please go ahead.
3: The avoidance of magic is the avoidance of temptation. For all temptation is nothing more than the attempt to substitute another will for God's. These attempts may indeed seem frightening, yet they are merely pathetic. They can have no effects, neither good nor bad, neither rewarding nor demanding sacrifice, neither healing nor destructive, neither quieting nor fearful. When all magic is recognized as merely nothing, the teacher of God has reached the most advanced state. All intermediate lessons will but lead to this and bring this goal nearer to recognition. For magic of any kind in all its forms simply does nothing. Its powerlessness is the reason it can so easily easily be escaped. What has no effects can hardly terrify. There is no substitute for the will of God. In simple statement, it is to this fact that the teacher of God devotes his day. Each substitute he may accept as real can, can but deceive him. But he is safe from all deceptions, if he so decides. Perhaps he needs to remember, quote, God is with me, I cannot be deceived, Unquote. Perhaps he prefers other words, or only one, or none at all. Yet each temptation to accept magic as true must be abandoned through his recognition. Not that it is fearful, not that it is sinful, not that it is dangerous, but merely that it is meaningless, recognizing that it is rooted in sacrifice and separation. (laughs) Two aspects of one error and no more. He merely chooses to give up all that he never had. And for this, quote, sacrifice, unquote, is heaven restored to his awareness. Amen. Beautiful.
1: Thank you, Judy, and is there a new reader for paragraphs 10 and 11? A new reader for 10 and 11? All right, uh, back to you then, Laurie.
0: There is no substitute for the will of God. In simple statement, it is to this fact that the teacher of God devotes his day. Each substitute he may accept as real can but deceive him, but he is safe from all deception if he so decides. Perhaps he needs to remember, quote, God is with me, I cannot be delivered. The oh, whoopsie, Daisy. <laughs> Perhaps he needs to remember, quote, "God is with me; I cannot be deceived." End quote Perhaps he prefers other words or only one or none at all. Yet each temptation to accept magic as true must be abandoned through his recognition, not that it is fearful, not that it is sinful, not that it is dangerous but merely that it is meaningless. Rooted in the sacrifice and separation, two aspects of one error and no more, he merely chooses to give up all he never had, and for this so-called sacrifice is heaven restored to his awareness. 11. Is not this an exchange you would want? The world would gladly make it if it knew it could be made. It is God's teachers who must teach it that it can. And so it is their function to make sure that they have learned it. No risk is possible throughout the day except to put your trust in magic. For it is only this that leads to pain. Quote, there is no will but God's. End quote. His teachers know that this is so and have learned that everything but this is magic. All belief in magic is maintained by just one simple-minded illusion, <laughs> that it works. All through his training, every day and every hour and even every minute and second, most God's teachers learn to recognize the forms of magic and perceive their meaninglessness. Fear is withdrawn from them, and so they go. And thus the gate of heaven is reopened, and its light can shine again on an untroubled mind.
1: Thank you, Lori. And Jessica. Okay,
0: 11. Okay, wait, I'll read the sentence before. Um, (laughs) Never mind. Um, Is not this an exchange that you would want? The world would gladly make it if it knew it could be made. It is God's teachers who must teach it that it can. And so... It is their function to make sure that they have learned it. No risk is possible throughout the day except to put your trust in magic, for it is only this that leads to pain. There is no will but God, quote, His teachers know that this is so and have learned that everything but this is magic. All belief in magic is maintained by just one simple-minded illusion, that it works. All through his training, every day and hour, and even every minute and second, must God's teachers learn to recognize the forms of magic and perceive their meaninglessness. Fear is withdrawn from them, and so they go. And thus the gate of heaven is reopened, and its light can shine again on an untroubled mind.
1: Well, thank you, Jessica. Magic or miracle? And I, I think we're right at the top of the hour, basically. So uh, again, I thank you, Fran, for your <laughs> daily dedication, and uh, um, ask everyone to give your attention to Fran as she leads us through uh, a lesson in applying of choice. Over to you.
0: Thank you. Hi, everybody. <clears throat> we are in the second part of the workbook, and the theme that we're on now is What Am I? And today's lesson, excuse me for a minute. Today's lesson is lesson 353. My eyes, my tongue, my hands, my feet today have but one purpose to be given Christ, to use to bless the world. With miracles. So I shall read some from What Am I? And then we'll go over to the lesson and do our five-minute meditation. What am I? Our use for words is almost over now. Yet in the final days of this one year we gave to God together, you and I, we found a single purpose that we shared. Unless you joined with me, so what I am are you as well. The truth of what we are is not for words to speak of nor describe, yet we can realize our function here, and words can speak of this and teach it too, if we exemplify the words in us. We are the bringers of salvation. We accept our part as saviors of the world, which through our joint forgiveness is redeemed, and this our gift is therefore given us. We look on everyone as brothers and perceive all things as kindly and as good. We do not seek a function that is past the gates of heaven. Knowledge will return when we have done our part. <clears throat> we are concerned only with giving welcome to the truth. we will go over to our lesson. Lesson 353, <clears throat> excuse me, My, <clears throat> I'm so sorry, <laughs> 353, my eyes, my tongue, my hands, my feet today have but one purpose, to be given Christ to use to bless the world with miracles. Father, I give all that is mine today to Christ to use in any way that best will serve the purpose that I share with him. Nothing is mine alone, for he and I have joined in purpose. Thus has learning come almost to its appointed end. A while I work with him to serve his purpose. Then I lose myself in my identity and recognize that Christ is but myself. Lesson 353. My eyes, my tongue, my hands, my feet today have but one purpose, to be given Christ to use to bless the world with miracles. Five minutes. Lesson 353. My eyes, my tongue, my hands, my feet today have but one purpose to be given Christ to use to bless the world with miracles. Amen. Amen. Thank you, friend. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you, friend. Thank you, friend.
4: Thank you. Thank you, guys. Welcome
2: to you friend. Thank you.
4: Thank you. Thank you, Fran.
0: I love how he tells us in this lesson that learning has almost come to an appointed end. A while I work with him to serve his purpose, then I lose myself in my identity and recognize that Christ is but myself. I love that. <laughs> I'm complete. <laughs> For me, too, friend that really stood out this morning. That's where your joy is. Morning, it's Mindy. Well, in reading this, um, you know I always quiet to other people. I think, you know, let me let me um, serve God's Son, and I, you know, I'm realizing I am, I am God's Son, complete and healed and whole, shining in the reflection of His love. In me is His creation sanctified and guaranteed eternal life. In me is love perfected, fear impossible, and joy established without opposite. I am the holy home of God himself. I am the heaven where his love resides. I am his holy sinlessness itself, for in my purity abides his own. And, you know, here's something that rhymes, and charity begins at home. If I'm going to be loving to my brothers, um, I also need to be loving to myself. uh, the parts of me that feel alone, you know, we all have that. So I think I'll leave it with that thought. If I'm going to be loving to my brothers and bring miracles to them, I I must first also be loving to myself and allow miracles to come to me. And I can rejoice and be glad. (laughs) That it's only natural to give, for I have received. And if I need a miracle, I can summon up that that holy daughter of God herself in me and extend one. So it's really lovely. And this morning, it doesn't matter who I start with myself or my brother, because as I'm healed, I'm not healed alone. So it's really lovely. And I just wanted to remind myself that I don't have to give anything I'm not able to give in the moment if it feels like a sacrifice. All I have to do is be the holy child of God and allow myself from here. And all will follow. So I'm willing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Uh, <laughs> happy Lunar, Happy receiving. Amen. Amen.
2: Thank you, Mindy. Thank you, Mindy.
0: Yeah, Thank you, Mindy. Good morning, this is Jennifer. I love um I love this three, and I'm a beginner um on this path. Um and, oh, this go around. Um <laughs> and um I'm in the workbook. And one thing I wanted to just say um was about meditation to lay down and meditate. Um I was told a long time ago Uh, from a teacher with a big T um, that um, laying down is the corpse position. So you don't want to be meditating in the corpse position. You want to be sitting up. I just thought I might pass that along. And I also just want to share um, my life a little bit. I'm I'm just so happy and grateful um, what I get to do. I'm a massage therapist, as you all know. And um, yesterday I had a client on the table, and I had forgotten that I had seen her before, maybe a year ago. Um, She's come trickling in for the holiday, and um, she had mentioned to me, she says, she she had said at one point, you were, um, it's like uh, sunshine is coming out from, from you. And she says, I can tell how happy you are, Jennifer. And I said, um, I said, thank you, and, um, and she had acknowledged um, that I'm intuitive. And anyway, so moving forward, this is, this is all because of me being willing and also right timing, you know, we all fall, um, we're all teachers of God and we all uh, fall into place when at the right time, right place with the right people. And what I'm noticing in my life right now is the lesson is the more that I can just not think, step back and allow the better part of me or the Holy Spirit, the Christ within me, step forward I get the direction like we're talking about in the lesson today uh how should the teacher of God spend his day and I'm starting to really enjoy well not starting I'm really enjoying sitting back and allowing my mind to rest and just be guided um and the temptations come, and I I succeed, or maybe I could have done a little better, but I get, I get right back into the stream of, um, you know, the will that we all share, which is thine will. And I'm just so happy. I want to just share my, my joy. It um, talks about joy in here. <clears throat> it is a thought of pure joy, a thought of peace, a thought of limitless release. Um, to be remembered throughout the day. And how that's happening for me is um, I think um, because I'm in the doing, you know, showing up with you guys, there's a sense of being reminded to be grateful. And then um, I'm doing the lesson to the
4: best of my ability. and um, it's, uh, And I'm not judging it. <laughs> so I'm getting out of my head more and more. And um, with that, I just, I feel complete. I feel like I'm really
0: doing what I came here to do. And it's just simple. Um, I don't need to be a rock star or or stand out. I just need be me and not think so much. And uh, with that, I'm complete. That brings joy, lots of joy. All right, I'm complete. Thank you, Jennifer.
4: Oh, that was beautiful, Jennifer. So true. We all think too much. <laughs> yeah, thank
1: Jennifer.
0: Thank you, Jennifer, and everyone who's been sharing, especially since the lesson. I love this lesson too. Love from Ida. I'm complete. Love from Ida. Thank you, Ida. love to I actually have to tell the guy on the phone who lives a couple few hours away from here by car not that far um that I wasn't going to move in with him because I love someone else. And, um, but I could feel this kind of depression or heaviness or whatever for 30 minutes or an hour before I talked to him. And I feel like in our oneness, right, the Course says all minds are joined and all we really are is is mind, right? That I was helping him process or having that conversation with him in advance so that I could start to process my feelings and his feelings before we actually spoke in words. And I'm starting to realize that I've done that kind of thing with people for practically all my life as an empath as a highly intuitive if you know the Myers-Briggs I'm an INFP introverted intuitive feeling perceiving person (laughs) and um, you can look it up under Myers-Briggs if you want to but um Yeah, I'm starting to realize I've done stuff like that almost all my life. And um, it's been part of my seva, you know, the Hindu word for service to burn off my karma. I know the Course doesn't mention karma, Um, but I believe that that can be a valid belief. You know, so I just my my friends, my family spiritual family, which in some ways is even more real to me in a sense than my than my birth family or my 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 children mean a lot to me I can't they have to go in a separate category it's away from all that, but share what's in my heart. That was in my heart this morning. I've been through a lot the past six months. A lot of grief and loss. And I'm still dealing with it. Anyway, the meds help. They really do. I'm not going to stop taking my meds. Because one day when I didn't take all of them, I had a real hard time emotionally. And that was just one day. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to stop taking them. But um, I know they don't do everything. Doing this course with you guys does a heck of a lot. Talking with my friends and family on the phone. Just participating in the life of this house where me and eight other people live in giving of myself to the other people, to life and even to the precious little dog who lives here with us. So I'm taken care of, I know. I'm in my right place and time with the right people in the right situation. And the way the universe is set up and Jesus does say this uh, in different words maybe, But the way the universe is set up, I could not be otherwise than have everything and everybody in the situation be exactly perfect for my um, soul's growth, if you will, at this time. And um, as difficult as some situations have been or might be for all of us, I know that's true for all of us, I believe that we're all in our right place and time, with the right situation with the right people. Uh, and, and even the animals and the nature and the place where we live on the planet and all that stuff. So anyway, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. And <laughs> thank you so much. I'm complete. Thank you, Ida. I love what you described about right place and right time. Thank you.
4: Yes, thank you, Ida. That was lovely.
0: Good morning, everyone. This is Lori. A couple things that come to mind this morning that I've been given to talk about. One is the end of this lesson, that last part that you emphasized for me, lose myself in my identity. I spent some time with the lesson this morning, and I was really attracted Really attracted to that last sentence. Thus, I lose myself in my identity and recognize that Christ is but myself. Um, rules for decision and how should the teacher spend his day are pretty closely intertwined, and I think they're both saying the same thing. And so I went back and looked at rules for decision in that second section you know of all those rules in the last couple of paragraphs he says decisions decisions cause results decisions cause results because they're not made in isolation And then in the next paragraph he says the teacher understands the basic law. There's a basic law that makes decisions powerful. It needs but two joined before there can be a decision. Decisions cause results because they're not in isolation. And decisions are powerful because it takes but two. And there he's saying you always choose you're constantly choosing Lori. you're constantly choosing the guide that you want to uh, link yourself to for the day whether that guide is your ego or that guide is Holy Spirit or your right mind your Christ mind but you are always choosing except that fact and that is why um, you have experiences decisions cause results because it takes two That's, that's where I can start to um, extract out what he's talking about when he talks about magic <clears throat> magic um, doesn't just involve taking pills to solve problems magic is whenever I call upon my ego mind to help me make a decision on what to do and he wants to understand that that's not bad that's not something that needs to be morally um, evaluated rather it's just uh, something that is and I can have one level of experience when I call upon my ego mind or magic and I'll have an entirely different level of experience as well as state of mind if I call upon my my higher self. And then in the, other, in, in the next chapter, 31, it goes on to say you always choose. You always, always, always choose between your weakness and the strength of Christ in you. Again, that's not morally morally uh, bad. It's not worthy of judgment. It's just how it is. And, and, and so, um, how should the teacher of God spend his day? Is exquisitely practical advice we all know we need a practice Um, we just know that we know the kind of day we have um, when we have a practice and we know the kind of day we have when we don't and so um, if I'm road testing if I'm road testing who I want to make decisions with, uh, I'm going to have a much better uh, consequence or result when I choose my higher mind. But it's more than that. In, in this section, um, there's, um, he weaves in the idea of time. And I think that's really phenomenal. That's really worth, worth a look. Save time. Save time. Of course, if I start out making my day with with my ego mind, um, I'm gonna realize pretty quickly, hopefully, that this isn't the kind of day I want and I can ask for a correction and start over. But I can save time. I can save time if I have a practice. Isn't that just what miracles do? They collapse time. It's that sense of time. Yeah. You know, um I think that that um i'd like to work with early on um early on i learned that the illusion of sin is what um causes me to experience time in the way that ego experiences time guilt for the past and fear of the future The idea of sin or separation or me alone or magic or however you want to say, uh, I decide, I'm the decider and I decide with my ego. I'm going to feel that sense of separation and that sense of separation um, causes all the alienation in the world, all of it, all the sense of not having meaning not having purpose, not having um, peace, not having an outcome that's desirable. All of it is a consequence of that feeling of separation or magic thoughts. The idea that I'm alone and I alone am responsible And as I decide, <laughs> me and myself and I, um, I'm going to have not a very good experience. What's on offer here is something entirely different. And that last sentence in the lesson, therefore I lose myself and my identity to the ego, that's all loss. That's death. That's that's attended by much fear and trepidation to the ego. But to lose myself in my identity, I sat and I, I asked for how do I express that? This morning, and the word that came to me is "being," just being. And then I remembered. Then I remembered early on he taught us: the soul knows that it both has and is everything. To the soul, having and being are the same. To lose myself in my identity is to gain everything, is to gain awareness of, of my soul, to remember my soul and its knowledge. To lose myself and my identity is not loss, but is all gain. And, and I think it's worth um, an inquiry. It's definitely worth an inquiry uh, to my mind to ask, am I frightened of this? And um, and the Holy Spirit will rush into that space immediately and remind me of all the reasons I need I have no fear of remembering myself. Um, he says every day and every minute, every hour and even every second of the day, you're deciding, you're choosing. With whom do you want to spend this day? Where is it in this reading? He says, <clears throat> in that first paragraph, the teacher of God knows that he's in constant communication with the capital answer. Um, to lose, to lose myself and my identity, I think, is um, to enter the dialogue. Is simply to enter the dialogue with Christ's mind to be in constant communication with that mind in such to such a degree that I, that I perceive that mind everywhere that I hear that mind that that um, my thoughts are the thoughts I share with God um, this disillusion is is um, nothing more than resigning as my own teacher (laughs) it's no more complicated than that to me um and every time i resign as my own teacher uh, the answer comes back in immediately always just immediately when i give it that open space and so um to be awake to me is to be in dialogue with the holy spirit to be asleep is to um, entertain ideas that i'm alone and can solve my own problems the degree to which i have a different experience is the same degree to which i want to pay close attention to my thoughts and recognize that everything in my experience is born of my thoughts And my experience, as I would like it to be, of my true identity is reflective of the thoughts I share with God. The other thing I wanted to say in relation to the idea that sin is real or that I'm separate and that's responsible for my feelings of guilt for the past and fear of the future is this Marvelous recognition and saving time, but it's always now. You know, when you're—I was thinking about this, and, and I was thinking about all the times Holy Spirit bailed me out. You know, and how grateful I was for all the times I was bailed out. And if I could catalog all the times I was bailed out, you know, I would just have a marvelous, uh, a marvelous description of my life. But then i realized wait now wait now wait now it, miracles you know you can catalog them and everything and you can think about them and experience gratitude and love because of them but life life is always now how does he say the only time awareness intersects my awareness is in the now the only time holy spirit intersects my awareness is in the now and then now to save time is to get my mind in the present experience awake to everything that's here that's why he says this one thought it's a thought of joy of peace it's the thought of safety of protection right here right now this mind intersects with christ's mind right here right now and when i realize it's always now it's always now Uh, I'm experiencing eternity the way he means it without that artificial definition of a stop or a start over or a lay the body down and now something different happens. I'm always experiencing now. And that's why he says heaven is a state of mind. It's just simply the state of perfect unity, of protection. joy of peace and and all those years that I prayed for restoring to me the joy of my salvation it was because I put an artificial stop with my ego mind an artificial definition of an end and a beginning and that's something I can release in the now I don't need that when I have that thought of sure and perfect protection a thought of joy, a thought of peace, a thought of just simply being in the awareness of unity. One year I was, uh, I happened to be just really in the spirit, and I remember talking about confusion between in and out, and form and content, and journey and destination. To be, I'm sorry, that dog is barking in the background the door to be um, to experience loss of myself into my true identity is to and I just realized today, he talks about it in a course of love. He talks about it as experiencing both the in and out at the same time. Both the form and content at the same time. Both the journey and the destination at the same time. That intersection of humanity with divine that um, doesn't have any sense of condemnation of either experience. No sense of condemnation of the inner or outer experience. No sense of condemnation of form or content no sense of condemnation of journey and destination that's how uh, right-mindedness intersects my experience always in the now now whether or not that's always my experience I can tell you right now it's not Um, but I think the purpose of life is like he says in this work persons you need will be there Um, you know um, life is going to intersect with me constantly and every time it does I have a choice how I want to experience it and in that choice I don't make the choice for myself alone I make it for whoever is sharing that experience with me and that's how holiness intersects me um, right here where I'm at and right here and um, and that's a different kind of experience when I want to um, dedicate myself to and um and it turns out once like yesterday's um poem, once committed to that path, it unfolds itself pretty perfectly if I pay attention to where my thoughts are and who i'm making decisions with, and I think I'm complete thanks. Oh thank, yeah, you, thank Laura. you.
4: Thank you. Yeah, so thank
0: much, you so much, Mary. That
4: was just so perfect. Good morning. It's Lana. Um I just so agree that um I know for me, um, in my experience of <clears throat> life excuse me. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Uh, maintaining this present state of awareness has been so key. I mean, it's um, when my focus, attention, awareness, whatever you want to call it, is present right here, right now. And, um, and I, you know, I do a little routine, you know, uh, when I bring my focus and attention to this present moment. I'll notice the sounds that are there. I'll notice like the pressure points of my body on the chair i'll I'll do things that um just validate my mind that I'm here and I'm now and a funny thing happens is that um all of a sudden, I become an observer of my mind rather than a participator. You know, I can look at my mind and see where it's been, or what direction it's headed, and I can make course adjustments (laughs) um, and, um, you know, focus it on on God. And also, when I'm maintaining a present state of awareness, I'm free of the influence of the past um, because I find that um, being present with God is being present with myself. And uh, I automatically fall into that comforting almost blanket-like embrace of God. It is like a safety and protection because um, what is not ego is God. Everything is love. And so um, when I stand back and, and because it's, um, you know, just for example, an example, you know, I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow morning. And my mind, if I allow it to, when I'm focused on tomorrow instead of being present, you know, it can be – my mind can be flooded with past experiences of what could go wrong leaving this house to go on a doctor's appointment. <laughs> and I can ensure you in all the decades I've been alive, there's been a lot of interesting experiences. But um, when I trust God enough to just allow – you know, I have this wonderful doctor. Um, you know, uh, he's my primary physician, and he kind of coordinates all my other doctors. And one of the things he says often is, let's not get ahead of ourselves. And I just find that such a a wise thing and perspective on life in general. Let's not get ahead of ourselves because... Um, I can you know, for the person my lovely Angel Elaine who drives me to my doctor's appointment, she made a comment the other day because it's at a new address. He has a new office and it's on Maple Avenue in King and but I they don't give any number. So I knew this was a concern for her, having this number. Um so I found it for her um, only because I'm interested in her being at peace, and I knew having that number would give her a sense of comfort and peace. You know, I didn't need it, you know, but um, she did. So um, it's, it's like the lesson. You know, it's one of those ways we can use our humanity, our bodies, our um, intellect, uh, to use it for the purposes of truth and Holy Spirit and love and peace between our brothers. And um, and I remember too when my daughter, um, you know, several years ago when she was in the throes of heroin addiction, seems we were in court a lot. And I learned to uh, be present there too. I used to take that little 20-minute book, which is a review of the first 50 lessons. And I just, when I went into court with her, um, of course she wasn't, she was seated with her attorney up front, but I I just held a present awareness of peace, and my whole focus was reading the truth out of this 20-minute book. And I had no investment of the outcome because I was trusting God that the highest good, would come for all concerned, not just for my daughter, but for the community, for the judge, for everyone involved. And in most cases, I could see that clearly, that it would benefit whatever came about. So uh, I think it's through the practicing, and trust, of course, is the foundation. Um, For me, it was learning to trust, and the only way I can learn to trust is by trusting. And at the beginning of my journey, I started out with little things. I would trust God, you know, that maybe an appointment, like a doctor's appointment tomorrow, would go smoothly, and I'd turn the whole issue over to him. And all that did was uh, make the experience a very peaceful one. Uh, and, and knowing that whatever showed up, it was some, in some way, even if it was out of my awareness, in some way, it was a teaching opportunity. It was a learning experience. So I didn't have to hold it as the world did something to me, or I did something wrong. It was just, okay, this is how it's playing out. Let's just continue to, to trust God. And the more I did that, the more my trust was validated and the more it, it was demonstrated that trusting god for everything was not only um a spiritual idea but it it really made for an experience of life that um took away all my pre, all my definitions all my opinions all my memories from the past of similar situations it just um took that away and it wasn't there because I was maintaining a present state of awareness. I wasn't getting ahead of myself. I was trusting God. Um in that way too we don't bring the past to the present projected onto the future. When I stay in a present state of awareness, basically it's it's just God and me there and we're like looking at this movie called Life. And, you know, I can observe, oh, that was an interesting part or that was a scary part or that was a loving part <laughs> or an some part. But um, I'm not it. I'm not it, you know. It's, it's like I can say I am sad and identify myself as sadness or I can hold it as... Oh, there's sadness flowing within me and I can stand out of the way and I'll let that process and not um, let that process just flow and happen and not obstruct it or, and keep it fixed in my awareness, but just let that energy pass through me and out of my awareness. I'm, I'm truly, and, I, and you know, like anybody else, that, uh, you know, I'm not always successful. But my aim and my aspiration is to allow life to be what it is, learn the lessons that it's showing me, and find my safety in God and trust in God. Because truly, he's never failed me, no matter what life has thrown into me. And and I'm finally getting a sense of, you know, there's no order of difficulty because, you know, whether he... Whether he's healing me of a terminal diagnosis, which I've had, or he's providing a peaceful experience for a doctor's appointment, you know, <laughs> or what's for dinner, or making a Christmas dinner without blowing it, you know, it, it, it's all the same because um, everything I'm throwing in my path to, to a peaceful experience is illusion. You know, it's stuff I make up, so, you know, nothing always equals nothing regardless if I've defined it as huge and important and significant with tons of meaning, or if I've defined it as, you know, trivial, oh, my roommate's TV is really loud tonight, Um, you know, where nothing is concerned, where the unreality of our illusions is concerned, nothing always equals nothing. And it's always the mind that just has to be present with God so that whatever is happening, I can allow it to pass through. And it's not even, for me, it's not even a letting go because when I allow it to pass through, it's like it let go of, it let, it'll let go of me, you know, and I'm free of it. Um, so I won't. Not on it too much longer, but it is, you know, for me, it has been a practice, a, a long learning experience until I get the senses that this is not only the true or holy thing to do. This is the same thing to do in trusting God. This is <laughs> the rational thing to do if I want a peaceful experience of life. So anyhow, thank you for listening. I'm completely
1: it's the same
0: thing. Oh, that's great, Lana. Thank you so
4: much.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Thank you so much, Lana. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you, Lana. I love it. I love your shares as well. Thank you. Good morning this is jennifer i i something just came to me, and I wanted to share it um and that is the need um i i um to be judging <laughs> this whole practice, you know myself, the day, my thoughts, other people's thoughts and um first thing I have to do is just relax. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's the judgment. <laughs> I'm relaxed. But now I'm faced with fear, <clears throat> anger,
1: judgment. And
0: I'm like, oh, what do I do now? You know, <laughs> I don't want to face this. This is what I've been trying to run from all my life. Right? This is dirty. It's, and <clears throat> I just, now I'm seeing the other side of the coin. That we all share we're all here together and that is um i just just relax and then um just let go of the judgment and um just be willing just just to listen a little bit of you know what that that holy moment is bringing me and it's okay that I have resistance to the truth or to the moment, it's okay, Jennifer. We're just going to relax again. Okay? And then, so it's a form of me holding or the holy, me joining, unknowingly joining with God when I say these words. It's okay, Jennifer. That's really the holy part of me now it's knowingly on
4: this call um so i just need to accept all of the whole lot and go okay
0: i'm going to step back and i notice that i'm judging that's okay i'm just going to accept that and with that is oh my gosh let me tell you that's your fertile ground just like revel in the fact that you're you're on the you're on the platform and you're you're on the field and um you're doing it so i love you all in all the places and we're i'm connected to you as you are to me amen i'm complete thank you jennifer
4: oh thank you jennifer Thank you, Jennifer.
0: Thank you, Jennifer, and everyone who's been sharing.
1: Well, thank you all for that moment <laughs> moment of silence. And uh yeah, thank you, Lana and Jennifer, everyone who shared really. But I want to emphasize the just the the simplicity and the practicality of what you or in particular is coming to mind what you talked about, Lana. You know, it's like, well, just start with something. You know, let it be episodal. There's a point recently in the, somewhere I believe it's in the manual, where he talks about that, you know, trying it and finding it works and letting it extend to all situations. You know, I, I think the the choice here between magic and miracle, if you will, that's the way I phrase it, um, that he talks about in the uh, in, near the end of the reading, that you know this is the same as the choice between fear and love. Um, yeah, I'm not sure quite how it started or why it has such, I mean, I can see the the self-replicating synergy involved, but, you know, why it has such purchase that we should start with uncertainty or fear. And then seek safety. I I think it's you know it is wrapped up in the identification of ourselves as as singular and separate this thing that uh, the kind of a core belief then is that fear is fear is logical or natural but it's the premise there that that it's false not the logic you yeah. um and uh You know, this is, it says this is what the teacher of God does, but I believe this is, you know, what the Holy Spirit does, is uh, uh, just ask the right to question all the assumptions that we make, and especially the core ones that regenerate the whole experience of separation because it's this thing of feeling uncertain and then seeking safety, Um, not seeing it within because we're feeling uncertain. But, you know, that just returns to one task of accepting the atonement for myself, in my case. I feel uncertain. Well, the context is crucial, and I think there's many ways to describe it. There are other courses that can, you know. I, I was think just thinking of one of the the central experience in the what used to be anyway in the landmark forum is one of getting people into a place where they recognize that all the fear that's in the world, they have projected there. And, you know, it, it can lead to a room full of people who are either crying or laughing or alternately doing both, you know, when they realize that, you know, the whole big bad world thing is something we've made up. And I think the fact that it's, uh, you know, people on our aren't on their own in that there are a lot of common stories that that doesn't make it true. But it does. It does point to relationship being um, fairly central to the to our existence you know the idea of joining is there it's just joining in what is is uh, is what the Holy Spirit would would have us question you know what is it for and what are we joining with our weakness uh, it being alone, or our strength in recognizing, you know, it's, it's all God's creation. So, I don't know, I want to just, I to thank you. That was, that was a very wonderful thing, Lana, your, and, and Jennifer, your description of how it can apply practically moment-to-moment. Moment. I'm complete. Thank you. Moment Thank, to moment. you Thank you, moment.
0: Thank you, Thank you so much. Thank you.
2: Incredible. right foot to landmark brings back some memories.
4: Good. Yeah, when I took it it was known as S Training and I think um after um Werner Earhart sold it, it became landmark, but it's the uh, same basic teaching. It was really my introduction to, um, you know, spiritual, my spiritual path. And I mean, I, I remember being, I mean, I didn't know anything. I mean, I didn't, for the first part of it, I, I didn't even understand what in the hell they were talking about, you know, but it, it led me um, on this path. It pointed me to it. And uh, through the writings of other people as well, Joe Goldsmith, Alan Watts, and um, and then eventually the Hugh Prather and um, Jerry Champowski and then to the course itself. It was like God was just throwing out breadcrumbs for me to follow. <laughs> and I just picked them up and, di- and, you know, digested them one at a time. And it was... Um, I used to refer to it as the S training as tough love enlightenment <laughs> um, because it just felt, I mean, it was like a, a shock, it was like a shock to my whole uh, psyche, you know. It was so unlike everything I've been conditioned to believe and know is real. And uh, But that, I think that's good, you know, I, th- I think my my mind needed a, that shock and Um, And I remember some of my family members thought it was like a cult and mind-washing and all this. And I said, well, you know, I think my mind needed a good washing. (laughs) It needed a a purification, or at least it needed to be um, pointed in the right direction. So anyway, I'm complete. Thanks for sharing that, LeMoyne.
1: Well, I think you're on mute. No. Not anymore. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, I'm just going to say we've come past the top of the hour and uh, it doesn't appear that anybody has a burning desire to share. So uh, let me just ask you, Laurie, do you have a closing you'd like to offer for the call it's not that fine it's just really for the recording
0: sure I do how interesting and um I'm so glad you asked we'll see if I can read this poem as beautifully as it was written it's from Khalil Gibran and it is a poem that implores implores the being, do not live half a life. Do not live half a life. Do not die half a death. If you choose silence, then be silent. When you speak, do so until you are finished. Do not silence yourself to say something and do not speak to be silent. If you accept, then express it bluntly. Do not mask it. And if you refuse, then be clear about it for an ambiguous refusal is but a weak acceptance do not accept half a solution do not believe half truth do not dream half a dream do not fantasize about half hopes half a drink will not quench your thirst half a meal will not satiate your hunger half the way will get you nowhere half an idea will bear you no results your other half is not the one you love it is you in another time yet in the same space it is you when you are not half a life is a life you didn't live a word you have not said a smile you postponed a love you have not had a friendship you did not know to reach and not arrive work and not work Attend only to be absent? What makes you a stranger to them closest to you and they strangers to you? A half is a mere moment of inability. But you are able, for you are not half a being. You are a whole that exists to live a life, not half a life. Why doesn't that just say it? Thanks for asking today. Thank you, Laura. That was
3: so exacting. Thank you.
4: Yes, thank you, Laura, so much.
1: Thank you, Lori. All over here. And uh, we're to the end the recording, but we want to the call. So <clears throat> on we go.